Hey everyone, welcome to the Whole Human Podcast. I'm Coach K, expert teacher turned master coach, and I'm changing the game in the health and fitness world. This podcast is where you learn real strategies to make your health support your life, not stifle it. This means that we dive deeper into the thoughts that create the actions and results that you want. No more battling your brain or your body, just the right steps and all the progress. Every episode has an actionable takeaway to make health fit you. So hit subscribe and I'll meet you here every Tuesday. Let's get after it. Hello, welcome back to the Whole Human Podcast. We are on episode 64. It is wild to me that we are in December and we've been doing this podcast for an entire year. It has brought me so much joy. I'm so honored for all of the people who allow me to be in your ears and in your brains. And according to my Spotify rap, there's like 80 of you that have me in your top 10 podcast. So thank you so much. If you are having me as one of your top 10 podcasts, I am so freaking honored. Thank you. We have spent the last week celebrating so many things. Last week, we had our end of year celebration for the whole human community, for our rebel community. And it was so much fun to celebrate all of the progress and to see people in person, to have people zoom in and to really be together to say, look at all the shit we've accomplished together this year. Our community is the freaking best. And I am so thankful for it. So thankful that I get to, I get to be part of it, that I have been able to create it. And I'm so thankful for everybody who shows up for themselves. If you follow me on Instagram, or even if you don't, you can go and kind of see We made a reel of the night and I even shared some of the toast that I uh, spoke and gave that night. And so that's up on my Instagram as well if you are interested in seeing that and hearing that. And it was such an amazing night. And to have the next night after that, the whole human team got together and we all went out to dinner with um, Shayla, our success coach, and with Sam, our support wizard, and their partners. And it was a freaking magical time with so many laughs so many great uh, memories made. And I just, it's never beyond me how amazing this whole adventure has been. I'm so thankful for our community. I love it so much. Speaking of wild things though, for this year, like the podcast, being able to have all this celebration and whole human growing into so much of what I mean, better than I ever imagined. This year was wild in so many different ways too. And one thing I wanna talk about today is the travel that John and I have done this year and the year in the past. Each year between 2022 and 2023, our travel just went through the roof in terms of frequency. We traveled 10 plus times a year, both years. And as a girl who loves travel and loves that experience, I am also a girl who loves routine. And It has truly been a learning curve for me to want both and thrive in both travel and the experience of travel as well as in the experience of routine. And there were some times where I felt like I didn't have my routine due to travel. And I just want to talk about some lessons that I've learned in traveling 10 plus times a year um, for the past two years. So in 2022, we, um, some of the different places that we went, we go to LA a lot. We go to California a lot because that's where John is from and where his family is. If you guys don't know that, I know people who have been following me for a while do, but in 2022, we went to LA, we went to New York, which was so super fun because, um, I also held, uh, 
guest expert in class via New York. And that was really fun for our community then too. We went to Tulum for a birthday, San Diego for some celebrations. I went to Austin, Texas for some coaching. We went to LA again, went to Omaha, Nebraska for a wedding. We went to London, Barcelona, LA again. I went to Dallas for some coaching. Um, and that was just a year packed. That was our first time traveling that much. And it was really fun to mix some international travel, some celebratory travel, some work travel into our year. This year in 2023, we did a lot more California. We did LA, we did San Diego, then we did LA again. We went to Vegas. We got to take our friends who, um, our friend Sarah had never been and we got to take her for her first time. And oh my, well, she'd never been as an adult. What a fun trip that was. We went back to Omaha again, which we didn't think we would ever do, but we did. We uh, held our main character era workshop there with Coach Allie. That was such a blast. We ended up going to Las Vegas again for John for work. We went to Seattle, went to Louisville, Kentucky, which was our first time. And I went there for coaching for me, back to LA, went to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico City, Malibu. And with all of that, I said over and over and over, we are not traveling anymore this year. And lo and behold, we will be going to Toronto in a week, which I'm super excited about to go on this last trip of the year because Toronto is a place I've always wanted to go or at least in the last couple of years, I've wanted to experience it and see it. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I spent a lot of time reflecting on all of these trips and everywhere that we've gone and what it's meant for me in my life and the joy or stress that I have in my life and what that is like and where it comes from and how it is structured. But also these things and these trips, I've also been reflecting a lot on what I've learned and seen in all of the different cities or countries that we've been to and how that affects my health life and the way that I live in regards to my health. And there's some patterns that I've seen over time based on our travels in different places. And one of the first one that I, I feel like this one is very obvious when we go to cities, which most of our travel is larger cities. John and I love to explore bigger cities. And the thing that I noticed every single time when I go there is the daily movement of people in cities. They just move so much more. And I don't mean workouts. I don't know their sport activity. I don't know how much they're going to the gym. But in general, the walking in the communities here is huge. People taking public transportation, they have to walk to like either the subway line or the tube or something or the metro. They have to walk to the metro and then walk back and forth between there. And when I'm in a city like that, I walk more because it's part of the community and part of how everybody is, right? And I notice, you know, even for me as somebody who loves to wear high heels, I find that I'm wearing like my boots more that they're really walkable in, which are as a 5'1 girly, all my boots are also healed, but with the bigger heel, right? And so it's easier to walk. And I notice these different changes that I make to myself, even in the way that I dress so I can participate in that. And I love that feeling. I love as a tourist in that city, being able to walk to explore things, right? And being able to see so much more. When we're on foot versus like in a car, I can see the buildings around me. I can see what, you know, different architecture, different parks or different people doing different things that I might miss. And I love that so much. But I also really adore that other cities that we go to are set up 
to be walkable. And I think that that's really amazing and really important. And I think the other thing too is in our life here in Portland, I walk purely for daily movement, but in bigger cities, people walk with a purpose. Like they're walking to work, they're walking to the grocery store, they're walking all of these places that in smaller towns or smaller cities or in the suburbs, most people drive everywhere. And I will be really frank and really honest that when I'm in a city, the body shape of people, I see a lot a lot less people who are overweight or obese. And I am making the assumption that it has to do with how much they walk for a purpose, right? They don't have to be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about going to get my steps in today because all day, every day they're getting in their steps because that is the way of life there. And I think that's so awesome where it becomes not even something that you have to have the middleman where you have to like negotiate that with yourself. You're like, this is just what I do. I just I just always walk 8K plus steps a day. It's not something I have to fight myself for. I don't have a job or a life where I just sit in my house. And, you know, right now I think about how much we can just like, I Instacart my food, I Amazon my food. I don't even need to go to the grocery store if I don't want to. And there's other places where the communities are so much more about that movement and that walking. And I think that that's really, really awesome. And it's something that I personally have enjoyed anytime I travel is the amount that I walk to go see things, right? Hey, I'm interrupting this episode very quickly because I know that you've been listening in, picking up tips, applying the homework, and loving that each week. I also know you are here because you are ready to become your hottest, healthiest, and most confident self. So I want to invite you to join Whole University, where you will get stronger, gain energy, and be proud of and confident in your body using my unique whole human methods and framework, which means you get to keep all the things you love about life in your life while we get you results. 100% of the students who have gone through only the foundations of Whole You have lost weight, gained strength, improved their digestion, increased their consistency, and increased their confidence. And the results don't stop there. We take you all the way through to mastery of your health life, where you keep your results in a way that fits your life forever. Go to wholehumancommunity.com slash whole dash you, join, and we will see you inside. Another thing that I really thought about, and very specifically when we were in Mexico City, was this idea, and and I maybe I don't recognize this in a lot of other places because I already see it this way personally in my life, but calories are for energy. They're very specifically to fuel our body. And while I have that belief personally for me where I'm not, I don't fear the calorie or even the word or the idea of calorie, as a community, as a whole, in Mexico City, I thought it was very, very cool that that's how a lot of people viewed their food, right? There is, um, when we went on the taco tour that we went on one and the first stop, we also had a drink called, and I believe it's pronounced a And it is like a carb bomb of a beverage. And the reason being is it's a large like commuter city. I had no idea how large Mexico City was. It's the third largest metropolitan area in the world. There's like 24 million people that live there or something. I was not expecting that. But they have a huge metro system. It's a huge walking community, commuting community by foot. And so people drink drinks like that. And this is a drink that I believe goes back hundreds of years to people like working and needing fuel for work. But they're like, yeah, I need fuel so I can like walk all the steps I need to so I can get where I need to go. And people are not afraid to eat. But I find so often in America, 
that the idea of calorie is scary. They're like, oh, not too many calories. Make sure you're eating low calories. But in other places, the calorie is literally looked at as energy and fuel. And very specifically, even I took a picture of it, but on the label of the honey, I was eating, ugh, I love yogurt in different countries. It just tastes completely different. And I love so many of you when I said that, you're, you all agreed with me. You're like, yes, that is truth. It's not just me. It's just not my taste buds. But I was eating honey on my yogurt. And even that, it doesn't say, um, they're, the way that they translate it in Spanish is they use a word that literally says energy instead of calorie. And calorie, yes, stands for energy here, but we have a totally different idea. We've change the definition to be something different in the way that we use the word calorie, even though it does mean energy for us here. And it literally just says energy on the label, on the honey, like how much energy does this honey give you? And I love that as a community, they look at food like that. And also don't get it twisted, like Mexico City had some of the best food we'd ever eaten in terms of dining experiences and food being delicious and food being fun too. But overall, it didn't seem like food was demonized. They were like, yes, this helps me. And I just think we need so much more of that here in America where we're not afraid to eat, but we eat for how it makes our body feel. And then we also have fun. And I think the way I interpreted their day was structured. They're like, breakfast is about energy to get me going and to make my day awesome. And then like dinner is the place where it's like, oh, this is tasty. This is where we have a great time and we enjoy this delicious food together. It's kind of like a pattern I seemed to see. And I just really love that. I love that calories are thought about for energy as they should be and not for fear, not something to be demonized or something to be afraid of. One of the other things that I've found in a lot of places that we go is this idea, and I think this is places that are non-American as well. I would say international travel, I've experienced this, but this idea of slower pace. And you guys know me. I love being busy. I love my schedule being stacked. I love all of that. But I love that in other places, they really set aside time to relax. Like they will go hard in the morning. They're busy working all morning. And then they're like, oh, afternoon comes, I'm taking a nap. And that's just like accepted and wonderful and awesome. And I found that in those cities that we were exploring a lot on foot, man, if I was getting 10K steps in by noon, I was like, oh, my body feels so good to put my feet up and just be leisurely. And then you would take your little relax time and then you'd be able to go and have that dinner and ha or get more work done before you had your dinner. And it made days feel a little bit more split up. It made like, it just gave you a little bit of energy back. And it almost felt like honoring and respecting my body to like take a little afternoon rest time. And I really love that. And one of the things that, I really recognize and personally felt about taking that rest time in the afternoon is that I found when I make sure that I'm properly rested, it allows for more inspiration in my body and in my brain. And more inspiration is really important. I have also found for me running a business and for me to be able to coach the shit out of my clients and to bring transformations to people just on my Instagram community, inspiration is a big part of that. And so, yeah, I 
I love to grind and work hard, but I have been finding over the last couple of years that those moments of downtime, I am valuing it so much more. And I feel like I am learning that because I'm participating it in other places that I've traveled. And I see how as a community, as a whole, they really, really value it. And another part of that downtime that I have loved, and this is probably one of my biggest things that I have just been thinking about so much and I've talked to so many people about is this idea of downtime for meals. And so I kind of just spoke about one thing that I saw in Mexico City was like breakfast had that purpose to get you energy, get you through your day. Calories are not scary. They're there to fuel your body. And when you got towards the end of the day or your evening, so many places that I go and also this is something that John and I just have always loved about food in general, but food is an experience to be together for conversation and community. And I find so often when we travel or when we're with other people or doing other things that long meals don't mean more food. It's more like the food, the meal, the restaurant, the menu is a vessel for creating connection, creating conversation, for creating that community. And I think that's the difference here that I'm speaking of because, and you all know, I love food for food, but there's a difference between loving food for food, showing up just to eat and just to eat a large quantity than there is to show up to tickle your taste buds and to create community and enjoy that with other people. And I love that. I love that food is something that can tickle my taste buds, but also be a vessel for experience and community and connection and building what you have with other people. And I honestly feel like in America and maybe other places, because I have not been everywhere in the world. Like I just told you where I was for the last two years, the different travel that we have. And only like, I think four of those trips are international. And so, um, I'm obviously not an expert on that. This is just based on what I've seen in the world. But I feel like food everywhere, I feel like in America, food is the experience. But I love in other countries where it is part of the experience of being together and that meals should be, can be long and luxurious and relaxing and at times just let your conversations go and go and go where I feel like so often here we're like okay well I'm on a 45 minute lunch break and that's all there is like one of my favorite experiences that we had in Mexico City is we had our friends Danny and Hugo were there and we were able to just like have a brunch with them and we actually just saw them again last night and had dinner with them and it's like we had no idea how long we were even at lunch together because the time was just allowed to go based on how we were feeling and like sitting there and chatting and the conversation continuing. And I think that that is so beautiful. You have enough time to not have a superficial conversation. And I just have loved those long experiences that John and I get together, but being able to do that as a community and with other people, I think has been really, really awesome. And so when I think about all of these different things or just even those points in general that I've brought up, I think about how I often say this and I say this a lot as like a joke, but also not a joke. I want to live to be 147. And I really feel that 
One of the ways that I'll be able to accomplish a long life is to incorporate some of these different things that I've mentioned. And one, I already think about calories for energy and not for fear. And I want to keep that going in my life. That's something that's really, really important. But I want to think about these other things too, because when I think about my life being long, when I think about actually living to be 147, I want a life that brings me joy and that I love every minute. That's the whole fucking point to live a long time. That's the whole fucking point to being here on the planet is to have joy every single day or as much as possible. And that means doing things that also decrease my stress, increase my joy, decrease my stress. So here's some things that I personally want to focus on when I reflect on the traveling that I've done. The first one is my schedule. I, it's always so jam-packed and I am the person who's in control of that. And for a long time, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't, but also I think for a long time, you know, I got off on like getting so much done every day and like packing my schedule and the color coding of my schedule. And I have always loved being busy and I don't plan to not be busy anymore, but I plan to be intentional and productive. And I do plan to also incorporate more downtime as part of what takes up that time in my schedule. I want to incorporate long meals. I want to incorporate middle of the day rest times when before, honestly, I used to look down upon those for myself, not for other people, but I would frown upon it for me because I am a productive, busy, successful person and I need to be doing that all the time, but I have found so much joy, so much inspiration, so much growth in those times of being like, oh, in the middle of the day, I'm gonna go read for fun. And that's fucking great. And so that's something that I want to keep. I want to have that space to relax. I'm not gonna quit being productive because I love that shit so much. My calendar is still color-coded, but it's not filled to the brim. It's open for space for me to create inspiration wherever I want. And, And I will add that credit does not just go to travel for this. Travel helped bring my mind to it, and my coach helped me pull it out. My coach, Lindsay Mango, she is a gem and a rock star. Um... But she helped me realize, you love this when you travel. Why are you not bringing it home? And that's been something that I've been striving for. And I've noticed a huge difference in how I feel every single day when I bring these things from travel home. The next thing I really want to also think about is that idea of daily movement and how important it is to me to walk and how good it feels in my body when I do. And this is something I'm still wiggling around in my mind because as I'm home, I am trying to find that idea of what I mentioned before, walking with a purpose. You know, being in Portland, we do walk, but everything's pretty close. Like I can walk to a little market and it's literally not even a thousand steps away. And it's like, okay, well, what can I start stretching my mind to, to saying, you know, maybe I am going to go to a coffee shop today and maybe I'm going to choose the coffee shop that is a mile away and start walking with that purpose for where I'm going and what I'm doing, because it feels so good. And that will double down also on this idea of creating that inspiration, that time to relax. Maybe in the afternoon, I'm like, I'm going to go read my book for fun. And maybe it's not on my couch, but maybe it's at a cafe and I'm going to get a London fog or I don't even know what, but get something else to drink and something to go along with it. And to kind of build that, I want to be moving around more and not in my house just as much. And I think that's a big difference that I've felt that I haven't quite put my finger on since I started working from home versus having a job out somewhere else. There was a lot more walking and purpose in that. And so finding that and building that is something that I want to focus on this year. And 
I think the thing most of all that I want to bring are those long meals with great conversation. And since I've been focusing on it, we have been able to build that in our life. Like um, even just literally in the last week, we had and I hosted my clients here and everybody's here for like three hours and we laughed and we drank champagne and we ate amazing food that was catered by Mestizo. Shout out Nan, she's always like everything she touches is gold in terms of food so delicious um and we just got to talk and enjoy and build even more connection and then the very next night being able to take out Shayla and Sam and their partners and all six of us just like having drinks together I think we were also together for like three plus hours that night and oh yeah definitely like four I think we're together from like 6 to 10 p.m between just like and the laughs and the connection that we built is just so amazing and so strong and I love that so much and then just like going out to dinner last night and incorporating these tv nights where we're with our friends and we're making dinner for each other and so that's something that I really want to continue because it brings so much joy to my life and when I think about my health Joy is a big component of that, and I love that so much. I really hope that in listening to this episode, there were maybe some things that I shared that inspired you too, or some things that you want to bring in your life. And I would love to hear what those things are or what you loved about this episode, or maybe you have some beef with something I said. <laughs> I don't know. But drop into my DMs um, at It's Kayla Jury on Instagram and let me know what you think about these lessons I've learned from travel. And I would love to know if you're going to be incorporating any of them in your life for joy and health as well. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Whole Human Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. I would love for you to head over to my Instagram at It's Kayla Jury and introduce yourself. Literally, please slide into my DMs. Getting to know you, the listener, is what will make these episodes even more special. I can't wait to hear from you.